Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Good morning, peeps, and welcome to OKF Daily with me, your girl, Danielle Moody, recording live from our Podstream studios in Times Square. A pandemic, a war, mask mandates, suing of schools, out-of-control fires, hurricanes. That's just the top headlines of where America is, and it is only what? Fucking Wednesday? Funny enough, I was watching the news and an anchor said this. If you are watching this right now and you feel riddled with anxiety, you feel depressed or frustrated, you're not alone. I don't think that I've ever seen or heard an anchor say that before on the news, which is the recognition that every single segment, every single story that they are covering as their job to enlighten the American people, provide information on where we are and where we are headed is becoming so desperately troubling because you don't know where things are going and you don't really know how to provide calm and assurance to people, let alone yourself. The reality is, is that every day that you've been waking up in this country for the past several years, we are beginning to understand what it is like to live in an oppressive state, what it is like to live in a country whose leaders you can't trust, who don't have your best interests at heart. And I remember, you know, traveling around before COVID when we were able to travel and feel good about traveling, you know, going into these countries where their governments were kind of in shambles, but the country was beautiful and the people seemed nice, but they don't really have any opportunities and there wasn't a whole lot going on. I now understand or am understanding how it feels to wake up every day and wonder when the other shoe is going to drop. Now, look, Donald Trump is no longer the president of the United States. God bless elections. 
But what do we know? We know that since then, 10 months ago, when the decision was made by the American people to boot out an authoritarian fascist wannabe who delighted with journalists about having intel about COVID-19, but not offering that to the American people. No, no. Instead, offering up snake oil and lies and bullshit, right, as a means to hold power. We're not in that place anymore, but since then, over 300 voter suppression bills have been rolled out. There's no federal legislation that has been agreed upon. The House voted and passed the John Lewis Voting Rights Act along party lines. Not one fucking Republican, not the Adam Kinzinger, not the Liz Cheney, not one of them in the House of Representatives who we say are, you know, normal, decided to vote on the side of their former colleague that died, right? That died, that spent his entire life. John Lewis spent his entire life fighting for people's right to vote. Your colleague that you worked alongside of, some for decades upon decades, you decided to vote against a piece of legislation that bears his goddamn name. Again, I will say this, like I say every couple of days, when people show you who they are, believe them. Stop trying to return Republicans to this mystical pastime when they cared about the American people, when they wanted what was best for the country, when we put politics, you know, aside and did what was right, when we were agreed to collaborate, right? No, we're not there. And I don't think, folks, that we will ever go back there ever again. Not when you have a party that is so hell-bent on ensuring that a health pandemic that has killed over 600,000 Americans continues. You know, there are so many court cases right now that are proceeding around the country right? School districts suing governors, governors suing school districts, companies, nonprofits suing the Biden administration so that they can discriminate against whoever they want to discriminate against. I mean, we are in hell, right? Some folks say that it's purgatory. I don't know. I know that it ain't fucking good is what I will say. Right. I know that it's not good when people are looking for the ability to harm as many people as possible. Adam Sewer wrote a book called Cruelty is the Point. Right. And that is obvious right now. But my question is, why aren't Democrats being so clear to the American people about what Republicans are doing? Don't talk to me about the ways in which you're going to roll out this vaccination program and that vaccination program, and you're going to try and win over Americans. We're not there anymore. You're not changing hearts and minds in the ways that we thought that we could 10 and 15 years ago. We are in tribal cult territory right now right? Where people are doubling down on their evil. They are doubling down on the threats that they are making. You know, in my conversation that you'll hear later with our friend, Dr. Jonathan Metzel, and it, Jonathan, what I even noticed in this conversation had a different tone than he's had in the past. We've tried to find ways to, you know, find levity, right? You know, laugh so that you don't cry. 
Well, Jonathan right now is faced with an impossible situation where he is back on his college's campus that has no mask mandate rule back in a state in the South that does not have any vaccination mandates or mask mandates or anything. Half the population, he says, is terrified and the other half is fine with being bullies and using right their desire to not wear a mask as a threat and intimidation. Where have we seen that before, folks, where you see these white, aggressive folks wanting to double down, right, on their terrorism as a way to show their power? You see, what we now know is that it's not enough to just, you know, hold up Donald Trump as your, as your savior, right, and your fucking God. It's not enough to just be MAGA, we're going to make America great again by making everybody else miserable. It's not enough to just own the libs. No. Now we are moving to a place where we want you dead and we want you to know who did it, right? That we are in a place, I, I never in my wildest fucking nightmares would I have thought that America, that Republicans would have moved into a pro-death stance, Right? that their desire to win at any cost would literally be costing thousands of Americans their lives every single month. Right now, Texas and Florida are the epicenters for COVID-19. We're talking about seeing numbers, folks, that we have not seen since 2020. And we saw those numbers in 2020 with COVID-19 and positive infection rates. Why? Because we didn't have a fucking vaccine. We have one now. And so you would think that after living through so much loss, so much grief, and so much trauma, that Americans would be united around this vaccine as a way to get back to life as quote-unquote normal. But you see... The snake salesmen, the snake oil salesmen, the used car salesmen, all of these people, they got them. They got a hold on them. They got a hold on them in such a major way that they would rather take a horse dewormer, right, than they would take a vaccine. Folks, coming up next is my conversation with our friend, Dr. Jonathan Metzl, which is one that you want to listen to because what is happening and what Jonathan is experiencing on the ground in Tennessee is just an example of what is transpiring around the country. Folks, you know that I'm always so grateful when our in-house doctor, Dr. Jonathan Metzl, author of Dying of Whiteness, which apparently we are going to die of, um, joins Woke AF every single week. Jonathan, you are now joining us from Tennessee because you are back to school like millions of other people will be following the Labor Day holiday. Tell us how things are going in Tennessee. What are you seeing? How are you feeling? Give us the rundown. Uh, it's pretty tense here, I have to say. I'm, I'm from my office at Vanderbilt. Um, we, I'm about to go after we speak into a lecture of 150 students in, in a lecture hall. I, I'm doing this on a day where I've had multiple student emails this morning of students um, testing positive. I've got some colleagues who are testing positive. Um, and we're in a micro environment where pretty much everybody is, is, is vaccinated. And people are, for the most playing by the rules, but it's just honestly very hard to contain this thing. 
Um, and and especially given that the infrastructure has not been updated. So it's not like there's new air ventilation, there's new you know, places to walk, wide and sidewalks, and all that kind of stuff. And so Vanderbilt is a is the particular microcosm right now of the difficulties that we're seeing at other schools. Duke has had an outbreak, um, other schools have had outbreaks. And the question will be what, you know, what do you what do you do about it, right? I mean, I'm a little, to be honest, I'm a little nervous about class today. Uh, I've got three N95s uh, sitting here in front of me. I have to decide which one, or heck, maybe I'll wear them all. Um, and and so it's it's a tense moment. And the tense moment isn't just because of Vanderbilt. It's also because we're in this bigger context here of just out of controlness around. And so, I mean, again, as you know, I've been in New York this entire time. Right. And now coming back to Tennessee, it's not just that you feel the COVID in the air. I mean, that's, I'm sure that's in my mind. But it's more just to be in a place where, like, on the average, I mean, half the people are scared out of their minds. And the other half of the people are, like, doing everything they can to, like, in, be intimidating. So I, I was on a flight the other day, and one of the people next to me brought a huge bag of Doritos, and they uh, they would eat a Dorito every, like, five minutes so that they could keep their mask off. And every time the flight attendant would come by and say, put your mask on, the person was like, well, no, I'm eating. And here's my bag of Doritos and stuff like that. And so in a way, people are are just doing everything they can, like being creative, putting thought energy into how they can best spread the, spread the coronavirus. And so, you know, again, like in, when it's your day-to-day life, it's it's a little bit different. I mean, half the people, again, are scared out of their minds. And the other half of the people are, I, it's funny, like this is kind of a tandem, but it reminds me of the gun issue that I've been studying for so mm-hmm. long, which is like when people walk around with a gun, it, it's intimidating. It scares other people. And there's, there's a kind of power in that, you know, Oh, I could do anything, you know, that kind of stuff. And the mask feels the same kind of thing. The power of it is, is in the threat. It's in the intimidation. And so, you know, you kind of, you're kind of surrounded by, by all that stuff right now here in, in the South. You know, I think that that's a really important point that you bring up that I haven't been thinking about, which is in the the power and intimidation. And that essentially when you go back, you know, in in history, what what was the point of the KKKs? What was the point of lynching? What was the point of all of those things, which is to have the ability to terrorize uh, the black community, to terrorize a community of people? And in this instance, we're talking about these anti which I'm not even going to call them anti-maskers anymore, these pro, this pro-death cult that is really interested and has this deep desire to spread fear, right? I have the power to kill you and to kill those around you or to make you severely ill. And, you know, when you say that half of the people that you see are scared out of their minds, are those people in your assumption, they have been vaccinated, but they just feel that the threat in the environment that they are living in, in Tennessee is just so great that they don't feel like that is effective. I think about this in terms of community public health and the engagement with community public health, certainly in New York, it's not like everybody's, everybody's playing by the rules. Um, but for the most part, it's kind of like driving, like, you know, people are going to stop at the red light. You know, people are going to go on the green light. You know that they're going to stay in their lane for the most part. And that lets everybody drive safely down the road. And here it's like, it's just the biggest car goes down the middle of the road and everybody else has to get out of the way. Like it, it just, so in a way you just, you don't feel like you're, you're your structure. And I, I think about this a lot, right? Because, you know, on one hand, people probably say, oh, that's freedom and liberty stuff. 
it's it's more anxiety here. I mean, people are turn on the news, they see what's happening with COVID. All the hospitals are full, all the ICUs are full. And so I'd rather be part of a collaborative effort where people are banding together personally. I'd rather be taking medications that at least have been approved by the FDA or tested in some kind of modicum way. But I mean, it's not like people are crazy. I would just say as somebody who studies this, there's a bigger ideology, right? Which is that not playing by the rules reinforces existing power structures, right? And so the scary part here is there are so many people here who see their power as contingent on not cooperating. And that's really what it's the most scary, which is not always. I mean, you know, when I'm at work, I'm okay and stuff like that. But in general, when people feel like they're not, you know, like I'm going to do what I want. Well, that's great if you're in a vacuum, but if you're, you know, in a communal situation, like a community infection and stuff like that with COVID, then really, you know, it's just, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's an intimidating moment. I would say that. And I think that's the point. I was reading recently an article in the New York Times this week by Jamel Bowie, who basically the article is, do Republicans want COVID-19 to end, right? Is this something that they want to end? And the premise of the article is no, right? And he takes us back to the beginning of Obama's presidency where Obama was signaling that he wanted to end the great political divide, to bring people together, to be the great uniter. And he needed Republican support in order to do so. Republicans refused, right? Because, and then we saw what happened during the midterm elections is that their refusal, their obstructionism worked in their favor because he lost the Senate, lost the House, right? And this same setup is happening right now with Biden, except that it is not just about, oh, I want to own Obama. I don't want Democrats to move forward their agenda. The agenda here is about keeping Americans safe. The agenda is making sure that Americans don't die in mass and Republicans instead are doubling down. And, you know, when I look at the numbers right now and you see that Florida is averaging 20,000 new infections a day, 262 deaths a day. More than 16,000 people are hospitalized with COVID. In Texas, 23,000 new cases of COVID a day. 14,000 are hospitalized, 245 deaths. And my thing, Jonathan, is that we have no change. Democrats are making no change, uh, a radical shift in their messaging, which is that instead of us just being pro-vaccine, pro-vaccine, we actually need to be stating very clearly to the American people what Republicans are doing, right? Like what they are doing, like it is not enough. I don't think for Democrats to go around and say, we just need to get more Americans vaccinated and we need to, you know, end this stalemate. We need to talk about their pro-death agenda is to sacrifice as many Americans as possible so they win back power. How do you think that we shift this messaging? Because you understand the psychology and the ideology and the right-wing extremism that we're working against right now. But I'm talking about, I'm not ever in the camp of trying to win these people over. I think that if you're taking horse dewormer, you are not operating in the same planet that the rest of us are on. So I'm not about those people, but I am about the people who are terrified who are trying to keep themselves and their families safe and riling those people up. 
It's a terrifying moment. It's a dangerous moment. I mean, let's just be honest. Biden is considerably weakened right now because of Afghanistan, because what he was banking his presidency on, which was vaccines revving up the economy and everybody going back, didn't turn out to be because of the Delta variant, which is just a game changer. As we've said on the show, a million, it's an entirely different pathogen. It's a, diff- a different virus in, in a particular way. And so um, and so it, it puts the Democrats in a particularly vulnerable position. Uh, and, and, and I mean, I'm no strategist, but I would say two things, having worked on the last election. One is honestly a bit of frustration, a little bit, honestly, because the Democrats learned how to win the election. The Democrats won the election and they did so in a pretty strategic way, right? They, they created a big base. They were great about messaging. They had, like it or not, allies that learned how to like stick it to the other side by, it wasn't so much the exact issue. It was about getting out in front of the issue and making the other side respond to the message that's your message. And the minute the Democrats won the election, they stopped doing all that stuff. It's kind of like, oh, we won the election. Now people are going to come back to our senses. And so whether or not you agree with the Lincoln Project, I realize a lot of people didn't. The methods that groups like that were using was basically, here's how you craft the narrative and make the other side respond to you. And the Democrats just forgot how to do that, right? All of a sudden, they're on their heels. Everything is response. Everything is playing defense all the time, which is what's gotten Democrats in trouble all the time. And so, again, message aside, like, rehire the Lincoln Project and and people who do and do that yep. and, and make it coherent mm-hmm. um, and go on the offensive because every single thing that the Democrats now is playing defense against everything. That is it for today's Woke AF Daily podcast. To hear more from today's show, including my full interview with Dr. Jonathan Metzl, support me on Patreon at patreon.com slash Woke AF. Power to the people and to all the people power. Get woke and stay woke as fuck. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Are the old world picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.